Hello everyone and welcome to DCOM Central, where two childhood best friends review, reflect, and poke fun at the Disney Channel original movies that they grew up with. And maybe more recent ones, but who knows how far we'll go. Happy 2021, Michael. Happy 2021. A new year has come, Kelly, hasn't it? It doesn't feel like it, but it is there. Yeah, we're still all trapped in this inescapable uh, hellscape that we find ourselves in. But hey, you know what? At least we have Disney Channel original movies, don't we? Yes, and Disney Plus. Yes. <laughs> so, Michael, naturally, when you watch High School Musical 1, you have to watch the sequel. And the sequel is the movie we're doing today, of course. Oh, yeah, no, you absolutely, as soon as you finish the first one, you have to immediately jump into the second one, all right? You need to set aside at least, like, four hours in your day when you're when it's High School Musical time, you know? Of course, because, you know, today is High School Musical 2, which came out August 17, 2007, and this one's actually my favorite one. What a glorious day that was. Yes, I remember watching this live while the cast and director Kenny Ortega hung out by a pool talking about the movie. I remember the day that this movie came out, Kelly, because we had actually just gotten back from one of our family trips to uh, Naples. It, it came out the night that we got back from a trip, and I remember we were talking about it the entire time. Uh, we got home just in time for it, and then immediately after this aired, uh, the first episode of Phineas and Ferb aired as well. So that's a little time capsule for you. Oh, wow. I didn't remember that until you spoke the words. And then I, I do remember being like anxious about being home on time. The, like, you know how <laughs> I have very like, I, I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood. This is a very vivid memory from my childhood. Like, I remember everything about the release of this movie for some reason. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. So you got the uh, you got a little uh, little plot summary. Give us a little teaser here. Yes, let's go. A few months after the winter musicale that we never got to attend, Boo. school is out for the summer and these responsible incoming high school seniors all conveniently get jobs at the same country club and they have the same work schedule. Did I mention it's owned by Sharpay and Ryan's parents? Wow, it's like movie magic getting everyone together. Since they are all in this together, they find many excuses to sing about their experiences and... A summer talent show replaces their school musicale. Thankfully, this time we do get to attend, well, for like one song. Now get up and sing in High School Musical 2, the summer talent show, the movie. <laughs> the summer talent show, the movie. I quite like that. We, we were pretty versed in High School Musical back in the day, so I wonder if any of these fun facts are going to be new to me. Um, mm, I, well, unless you know the budget by heart, I don't know. Oh yeah, five uh no. <laughs> five whole dollars and a pack of gum. Yes. It's uh seven million. Dang! They rolled out the red carpet for these kids, didn't they? I mean, they weren't out of high school this time. Oh yeah, they had to rent out that whole country club. Yep. So this is the sixty ninth DCOM. And remember how Twitches was the movie that came out right before High School Musical One? Mm-hmm. Well, this time, High School Musical 2 was the movie right before Twitches 2, so they got their sequel in right before. Ooh, they had to beat them to the finish line for this one. Well, it was a summer-based movie, and, you know, Twitches is kind of Halloween. I'm still waiting for Twitches 3 to hit theaters. We'll see about that. So, <laughs> yeah, you said it was, it was filmed at a country club, Snow Canyon Country Club in St. George, Utah. 
and they did film a little bit Utah again back in East High School in Salt Lake City. So while they were filming back at East High School, school was actually in session at the time. So they had like certain areas where they were allowed to be in. And I mean, just picture like being in class while while there's like Zac Efron of it as I should sing and dancing down the hall. My God, if Zac Efron was at my school, you know, I'd be cutting class. <laughs> I just I don't I just want to see the ground he walked on, you know? Oh, well, it's a school that exists. Anyway, they started filming in February 2007 and like ended around April 2007. So this was about a year and a month after High School Musical 1. So like they wasted no time. Just hook it up like an IV to me. I want more. <laughs> Disney Channel viewers got to choose Chad's t-shirt slogans. What would be written on the blackboard during the opening number. The type of sandwiches that Troy makes Gabriella for their picnic on the golf course. And the appearance of Miley Cyrus. And I have a faint memory of choosing the Miley Cyrus cameo on, I guess, what was DisneyChannel.com. Yeah, no, I, I believe that since you had the one working computer between the two of us that you showed me it as well. <laughs> Probably. And I do 100% remember the first time I watched this movie and seeing the cameo. I was so excited. I remember as a child doing the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, you know, like he's pointing at the TV <laughs> like, oh, there's Miley Cyrus. No, I like stood up right in front of the, the TV, like, to like really catch her i was worried like it would be in the background but they gave her a good few seconds of a close-up oh yeah absolutely and i mean really the, all of that fan interaction really made this movie a choose your own adventure for all of us uh high school musical fans yeah i think it was a lot better than the way they did with xenon 3 when they were like hey can you count how many z's we have there's like a million i want to retroactively say i didn't like z3 <laughs> it wasn't the best no <laughs> Anyway, uh, Zac Efron does sing in this movie, so oh. kind of contributed to why this one was my favorite. You hear them glorious, glorious tenors. Yes. And as of October 2019, you know, BC. <laughs> Before Corona. Yes. The most watched premiere of all time on the Disney Channel on, on Disney Channel was High School Musical 2. Wow, we contributed to that. Yes, we did. It drew in... 17.24 million views that's insane like for a, yeah. a a kids tv channel airing their own original movie that's wild i mean it was one of the most anticipated movies of the summer man and can, can you guess what was in second place was it the first one no no one knew it was going to be that big yet how about camp rock nope wizards of waverly placed the movie Oh, you know, Wizards of Waverly Place, it was a lot building up to it, so I can see that. And Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie was in second place with 11.43 million views. So High School Musical 2 is like way up there still. That's not even close, really. That's that's awesome. <laughs> wow. Good for them. They were doing something right. It yes. really deserved that third theatrical release. <laughs> I suppose so. Also, last one I have for now. Anytime an actor hit a golf ball towards a camera, it was actually a ping pong ball. Because, you know, it's kind of dangerous if they use real golf balls. Would it Could have hit a camera or someone on the crew. That's absolutely hilarious. Wow. <laughs> Innovative thinking. All right. Well, uh, I really want to hear uh, this plot. So please recite. It's out with the old and in with the new folks. And my goodness, is it good to be back. As the camera pans down from the clock to the East High School sign, 
we get a rush of feelings as if we're home once again. Then, bam, we get the High School Musical 2 title screen, and boy, oh boy, does it pop. Something about that blue and yellow, Kelly. You gotta love it. Yeah, I also really liked how they showed empty shots of all the landmark places of the school as an opening. Like, oof. Yeah, that that just tour of all those empty halls, you know, it's just it makes you it reminds you of like, wow, you you were here before you loved it. Then just wait till you see what we've got for you now. And we're not going back to those places the rest of the movie. Nope, because school's in session. Also, the first time you see a clock, it's 305 and school's about to end. So I'm really glad they remembered school ends at 310 here. Oh, (laughs) I was just really happy to see that. They didn't make any dumb continuity mistakes. No, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Especially the fact that everyone is sitting in their assigned seats from the last movie. Oh, is that true? That's so funny. Yes, but I was also confused on why they were back in homeroom for the last few minutes of class. Well, our tour of these empty halls lands us in Miss Darbus's class. And I mean, I, I guess this time it's not homeroom. Maybe they just end the day with drama class. Maybe. She reminds us that learning is never seasonal, and they should use summer to refresh, get ready for the next school year. Whatever bull she's spewing, though, nobody's really paying attention. Instead, they're all fixated on the comically large clock behind her. And Zeke is sitting with a hat that says shh on it, because I guess he got in trouble. Oh my god. I I... Again, a, a hilarious visual gag in, in High School Musical. I, I thought that was so funny. Yeah. I mean, he looks he looks pretty much the same besides the weird hat. Everyone else looks like they have aged or like changed, slightly, changed their slightly. looks like Troy's haircut and everyone like just looks tanner and nicer. Man, Troy's hair throughout this movie inspired many a haircut for me. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. Yeah, but it's, like, it's been like a few months and they look a lot different. A lot can change, Kelly. In like three months. Yeah, I guess so. Jason asks Miss Darbus yet another personal question, like he did in the first movie, which sets her off on a long-winded answer. But again, not even we are listening to her this time. Excited glances fill the room while the clock ticks down, and everyone around Troy starts chanting, Summer. 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 Louder and louder, until the second hand hits that big old twelve, the bell rings, Papers fly up in the air, and Kelly, what time is it? It's time for our first musical number. It's time for the song we would sing when school ended before summer vacation. Yeah, we all tried to emulate this uh, throughout our our middle and elementary school years, didn't we? We were in middle school by now. All right, middle school. It's time for our first musical number, and boy, did Kenny Ortega crank it up to 11. (laughs) The realism is immaculate because we all know we felt good enough to sing and dance on the last day of school, you know, every year, Kelly. But did you notice that before we left uh, Miss Darbus's classroom when when this was all going down, in the background of a shot, there were posters for the Twinkletown musicale with Troy and Gabriella on them? No, I need to go back and see that. Yeah, there's there's promotional posters for the, the their musical with both of their pictures from the first movie on it. I mean, maybe we didn't get to see the play, but at least we got this. Okay. So this intro is amazing because they start us with all the theatrics and energy of we're all in this together from the first movie. So you know we're in for a good ride if this is where we're starting. The song ends and for some reason, Troy Penguin slides on the floor of the cafeteria. Gross. He improvised that. Oh, all right. Well, still gross because it's a cafeteria floor. 
Agreed. Later on in the halls, Troy is telling the crew that this summer he has to make bank, which is the first time I've ever heard this phrase. Um, because he has to save up for college. Don't get ahead of yourself, buddy. That's the next movie. Chad needs to save up for a car, one that he can use to take Taylor on a date. So I guess the date that they planned on the first movie went well, because they're still going at it. Yeah, good for them. Sharpay stops Gabriella in the hall to say goodbye because she moves every summer, after all. But Gabriella breaks the news to her that she ain't going anywhere, much to Sharpay's dismay. So, Gabriella moved every summer for the past five years, but she moved in town during winter break last movie. So, did she move twice in one year? Because that really sucks. Two moves in one year. Her mom's part of the traveling circus. Guess so. No, they can't overstay their welcome in a town. Everyone seems to be obsessed with the job market around here in suburban Albuquerque. Uh, Even Gabriella says something when Troy stops to talk to her at her locker. Troy reassures her that whatever happens, as long as they're together, it's cool. How romantic. His promise uh, to that statement is a necklace with the letter T. T is in Troy? Uh, Who's to say? We don't know. Jury's still out on that one. T is in theater. T as in theater, yeah. If you're not sure, though, there's a whole meme page about that scene, so. Oh, you love to see it. I'd really like to get to the bottom of it at some point, though. <laughs> Before they can kiss, Troy gets interrupted first by high school lecture number 45, and then by his own guy, Chad. What the hell, Chad? They were having a moment. We were just about to find out what the letter T stands for. Yeah, how would Chad feel if uh, Troy did that to him and Taylor? <gasps> Is T for <laughs> yeah, Taylor? Yeah, exactly. Shoot. Ooh, that that would be a plot twist. <laughs> T as in take a hint, we're about to smooch in the halls. Anyway, while the couple pass her, Sharpay mocks them, clearly not over the events of last spring. She stops her sulking to offer Kelsey a job at her country club. Evidently, their rehearsal pianist is moving. Or hiding. <laughs> Sharpay and Ryan then go on talking about the possibilities that summer brings. That is, until Sharpay goes off daydreaming about her and Troy having their happily ever afters. It's summer, after all. Everything changes. So much drama and only one song in, Kelly. Yeah. We get the reprise of What Time Is It as these kids dance their way out of junior year and into summer. So, bold of High School Musical not to play, take place at high school this time. They really <laughs> took true. a risk here. That's why I changed the title myself. <laughs> yeah, they needed it. Back at Troy's mansion, I realize that his parents have no right making him worry about affording college because (laughs) take a look at that house, Kelly. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. The team comes in from a first day of summer practice, but Troy has to take a phone call. Oh, and if you didn't catch it, his ringtone is get your head in the game. Yes, it is. Uh, Who's on the line? It's not Gabriella, as the whole team suggests it may be. It's... Thomas Fulton, general manager of the Lava Springs Country Club, here to offer Troy a job. Not only that, he's going to try to get Gabriella a job while he's at it. How nice. Good guy, Troy. He's really looking out for his girl here, Kelly. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't mention that good guy Troy and his friends left the fridge open for, like, the entire scene. Oh, my God. All of their cold cuts are going to be ruined. Yeah, I was going to... What the heck, guys? That's, That's not good. Take five points off of Troy's good boy meter. <laughs> Very wasteful for someone who says his family is counting pennies to save up for him for school. 
Did you see the crown molding in that room, Kelly? They are <laughs> they are the one percent. This entire well, house. Well, m- maybe is they spent pristine. all their money on their house, so they couldn't afford to pay for Troy's college. You don't know their situation. I want to know what Troy's mom does because surely you cannot have Maybe a house like that. Money. You cannot have a house like that on a high school basketball coach's salary. They could come from money. You don't know. They probably do. All the more reason why he shouldn't have to worry about college. <laughs> but they need to make him relatable. You know, has a mansion, but you know, needs to work <laughs> to get to college. That's my only gripe. You know, like I, I, I don't care about, you know, you want a job? Sure, but don't worry about college, buddy. He's got so much going on, Kelly. Troy has a lot on his mind. The last thing he needs to worry about is finances. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm okay. saying. Okay, okay. Um, so we can tell as Sharpay rolls up to the country club, again, in the Sharpay mobile, this is Sharpay's world, and we're all just living in it. So much so that if she wants shade for her car, Mr. Fulton will plant a tree. We're also in Ryan's world, though, or I guess Lucas Grabio's, because the song on the radio is just a random song that Lucas Grabio sang. Wait, that was him? That's so funny. You never knew that? I knew that, like, the first moment I watched the movie. So he was rapping? Like, I I thought that was, like, hip-hop. Yeah, he just wrote it on the whim and sang it. That's wild. That's awesome. He's talented. He is. So, as it turns out, we ain't done with musicals yet because it seems like Sharpay has partnered with the Lava Springs Country Club uh, to showcase her talents this summer in their annual uh, talent show. As she walks us over to the trophy shelf where the club stores all of the awards they have given to her over the years, we see that this is actually their country club because there's a massive portrait of the Evans family on the wall. <laughs> of And of Xenon's second dad. It's, it's Mr. Evans. Yeah. Out at the pool now, Sharpay looks fabulous as ever, and her yes girls follow her around like they've all gotten a heaping vial of Amortentia. Oh. She lets them know that the theme of the summer talent show this year is going to be redemption. It's been a hard year for her, and she's got to make up for it. Right, Kelly? Definitely. Oh, and uh, what what what's this? Do I hear song number two on its way? Fabulous is a low-key, high-key, one of my favorite songs on this album, Don't At Me. Oh, yeah, mine too. So fun to sing. It really is. Like, the whole song, like, this whole sequence is great. I love it. Um, But it may have also introduced Ryan Evans into the MCU because throughout this song, he's in two places at once. Uh, (laughs) So either Sharpay has an unspecified cognitive disorder or or Ryan has superpowers. Both are very possible. Uh, before she can list it, finish listing off all the luxurious things she just simply can't live without, she gets distracted by none other than Troy, Troy the golden boy, walking into the pool area. Yes, siree, this is his new summer job, and it has all been orchestrated by Sharpay, it seems. Mm. Uh-oh, though, she doesn't quite like absolutely everything she sees, because who's the new lifeguard here? Gabriella freaking montez yes that's right troy was not the only new hire this season a revelation so shocking that it causes sharpay to fall into the pool and throw a fit (gasps) so she runs into fulton's office to ring him out but maybe she should have rung herself out first because she's still literally dripping wet while she's in there she didn't even take a moment to towel off (laughs) apparently all of these new hires aka the entire east high school cast from from the first movie you know because uh troy's a really good friend 
Yeah, Sharpay wanted him there so bad that they were they just listened to all of his demands. Like, oh, if I'm gonna be working there, I need a I need a spot for Gabriella. I need one for Chad. I need one for Jason. And like literally, Martha. Everyone from yeah, Barbara. Everyone from the last Martha. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barbara's in the upside down. Um, Barb. Oops. Yeah. So Troy clearly has a lot of pull. They really wanted him there. So, and all of these new hires were approved by the Lava Springs board, a.k.a. Mr. and Mrs. Evans. On a trip to the yoga studio, Miss Evans explains to a now completely dry Sharpay that these are her school chums. Not the fuddy-duddy Lava Springs staff, but that's not going to cut it for her. <laughs> Sharpay tells Fulton that if he can't fire them, then he has to make them want to quit. <gasps> that's a lot of people. They're so expendable. Yeah, literally, like, their entire summer staff. But already, already in this movie, Sharpay has proven that, you know, you, all of the theories from the last movie about her not being the bad guy are false. She is adamantly the the bad person in this movie. Oh, yeah, that there are no uh, weird theories about this movie of her being the good guy. Yeah. Sharpay has more say over her parents in this whole, like, matter, so that's whack. But I guess Fulton's just terrified of her. He... He is very stressed out whenever she's around. I mean, you see, like, he, he, he's always, like, got to relax after he talks to her. You know, that's the thing. Like, whether he's splashing his face with water or spraying something in his mouth at some point, which, which <laughs> I thought was odd the first time we meet him, um, he, yeah. he's clearly stressed whenever he talks to Sharpay. Clearly. So, Zeke got hired to work back of Hout's kitchen, and I'd like to say that this seems like a really great opportunity for him, and it makes me happy to see that the youth are finding connections that they need to make their dreams come true. He's going to learn how to be a proper baker, Kelly. Yeah, and everyone's fine with it now, so I'm really happy with that. Yeah, exactly. The, listen, the events of the first movie did wonders for, the, for, for these kids and embracing who they are. Yeah. So, Troy and Chad are waiters slash caddies. Taylor handles the member activities, Kelsey, piano for lunchtime and cocktail hours, Martha, chopping, cutting, preparing plates. Oh, and Jason is a dishwasher. Very suiting for him. Very. He's not exactly the quickest on the draw, that kid. No. Gabriella comes in to see what's cooking, but Mr. Fulton busts her for taking her break 3.5 minutes too early. <gasps> Things don't seem to be going as easy for, as the gang had hoped, but Troy's still optimistic. He lists all the perks of working here, and oh, what, what, here we go. It's time for Work It Out, Kelly. Song number three, let's go. The choreography in this song, Work It Out, is so fun to watch in this scene, but the percussion sequence is really what takes the case for me, and, and the, the lighting and everything in this scene is beautiful. This whole... <laughs> This whole song is a health code violation. Oh, absolutely, but it's worth it. Yeah, also, like, why is everyone in the kitchen if they're not all kitchen staff? Like, why was the meeting in the kitchen? I just get a feeling that this is where they all hang out. This is the set they built to hang out in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is, um, yes, but it's just weird to me because, like, why there of all places? Wasn't there, like, a lounge area for staff? I'm sure there was. But this made, this scene was just so much fun. I didn't even question it. And this scene was also used for a lot of promotion for this movie as well, especially the scene, the the part where um Gabriella plays the uh the wine glasses with the wooden spoons. Yes. That was a that was a very iconic commercial scene for this movie. <laughs> so it looks like 
it's either break time now or the end of the shift because Gabriella and Troy uh, clock out and he takes her out for a picnic on the golf course. On their first day of work. Yeah, right. Really risky. Troy takes a lot of liberties here, um, but it's okay. He's still a good boy. Uh, so they have a deep discussion about their future and we see that Troy's pretty worried about his. He's like, like I said earlier, like things are weighing heavily on him. Yeah. The scene is super cute, and it looks like Sharpay and Ryan are spying on these two on these two lovebirds. Of course, she can't let them have their fun or their kiss because they still haven't yet. Um, so she gets the sprinklers turned on, but even that won't stop these kids. They dance, frolic, and some undo- uh, some double entendres are said. Uh, what can bring an end to their joy, Kelly? Maybe uh, one Mr. Fulton showing up and letting them know that they're in deep. I mean, it was pretty dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, they literally picnicked on, like, a perfect pedestal on, on, on the golf course, like, right outside of the uh, the country club. So they they could have hidden a little bit better. There's there's plenty of sand traps. Yeah, right after Gabriella just got a warning. Right? Also, Fulton says they get two free meals a day, so... Do they not get free lunch, or did Troy just think that peanut butter and jelly sandwiches were better than free food? Um, we voted for this, so they had to deliver, Kelly. I know we voted for this, but, like, so do they get free dinner and breakfast? Yeah, for someone who's struggling for money, it's weird that he's using his own resources when he can get it for free. (laughs) Hmm, interesting. Troy and Gabriella stumble into Kelsey's practice room. On the clock and out of uniform, which seems like a bad idea considering they're on thin ice with Fulton once again, Kelly. Yeah, they clock in and immediately start singing. They're seriously, they're, they're wasting so much time on the clock. Um, Kelsey details her plan for a big show-stopping number she's been working on for Troy and Gabriella. But before she can get too far, Troy tells her to pump the brakes. His singing career began and ended with the East High Winter Musical. Gabriella asks to hear what Kelsey's been working on. Actually, a song she wrote for the happy couple sounds like uh, music to me. Here we go, Kelly. Song number four, You Are the Music in Me. An instant classic where Troy and Gabriella harmonize and vocalize and romanticize and we all realize that they have never heard or seen this song before and yet they sing and dance without the sheet music. Yeah, they somehow know all the words to a song Kelsey just wrote. Yeah, it was beautiful, though. Uh, Towards the end, though, uh, the rest of East High comes in and does the chorus, and every single song in this movie has to be an absolute banger, Kelly. Of course. The song is over, and Taylor has the talent show sign-up sheet. Are they in? Well, Troy thinks maybe they can work this out, as long as they're all in this together. (laughs) We stand a DCOM honoring its roots. Of course. Speaking of callbacks, Ryan has uh, been spying on them, and he saw the whole musical number. He tells Sharpay, using his walkie-talkie, that looks quite a bit similar to the ones that we used to use back in the day, Kelly. And uh, the funny thing here is their code names, Golden Throat and Jazz Square. Can you guess who is who? Yeah, we definitely know who's who, Michael. Sharpay thinks it may be wonderful if Troy is a part of the talent show. What's she scheming here, Kelly? She's always up to something. Definitely. It looks like whatever it is involves Troy and Chad caddying for the Evans family today. 
Uh, they make their way out to the green where Mr. Evans is dropped in on a helicopter and, uh, yep, they're part of the 1%, all right. <laughs> Chad is with mom. Troy is with dad. Troy has some golfing prowess and is able to impress dad with his knowledge. There's a very subtle scene here, Kelly. I don't know if you caught it, where uh, Troy, Chad, Sharpay, and mom are in the background of the shot. And Sharpay is like fully, well, Ashley Tisdale is fully in character, even in the background shot. And she like leans forward to look at Troy, gives him like a, a wave. And it's it's a really hilarious, like nonverbal scene where they're literally just in the background. But it's it's it made me laugh. This is why this is the best digital movie ever. Yeah, it, it seemed like everyone was just having a blast. It was really great seeing them just dive right back into these characters so well. Of course. They're good actors. And they still are. Yeah, still are. So the Evans family lets Troy take a swing, and they all gush about how impressive it was. In all the excitement, though, Ryan is left behind with the golf clubs, and he's visibly upset. <laughs> uh, so it looks like Ryan's starting to catch on, and he's playing second fiddle here. Yeah. Sharpay baits her dad into considering using his connections to show Troy off to a proper college team. So it looks like Sharpay's master plan is to land Troy a college scholarship using her dad's connections. I don't know. As far as evil plans go, this is one I can get behind. I mean, she likes him, so she wants him to succeed, of course. I'd like to put it a little bit farther than liking him. She is on another level of in love and somewhat obsessed with Troy here. I wouldn't say in love at all. I would just say infatuated. If there's enough room for her be to be obsessed with anyone more than herself, it's Troy. Yeah, but it's not love. It's infatuation. True, true. Um, so after their round of golf is over, it's back to waiting tables for Chad. But it looks like Troy has been invited to suit up for dinner with the Evanses. Mr. Evans wants to talk about Troy's future. Oh boy, this can only go well, right? Ugh. Just so happens that Mr. Evans is also on the board of directors for the University of Albuquerque, and their dinner guests, as well as him, have some major pull at that school. Of course. Troy is very, un very visually uncomfortable, and so is Ryan. It looks like we've got multiple layers of conflict here, Kelly. And so am I. We... We don't like an awkward dinner party scene. It, nothing gets my blood boiling more than that. I get, uh. Yeah. Troy gets so uncomfortable that he uh, weasels his way out of singing right here and now. A, a wild ac a wild request for him, by the way, to sing at the dinner table. Get out of here. Um, but now, in this moment, Sharpay jumps and makes him promise to sing with her at some other time. After dinner, Troy runs out to the pool to meet Gabriella, and of course he's late, an hour late. And Taylor ain't a fan of his nonchalantness with the time management, but Gabriella's very forgiving. Before he can get back to her, Mr. Fulton intercepts him and whisks him away by light of flash. He drops him off in what looks like a cave, and the only advice he gives him is to hold his applause until the very end. <laughs> the ukulele begins, and the tiki torch is light, and it looks like we somehow found ourselves in song number five here, Kelly. An ode to the state fish of Hawaii, the Humahuma Nuka Nuka Apua'a. Yes, the extended version of this movie on Disney+. Plus. You love it. You love it. Also, when Sharpay made him promise to sing with her later, I didn't realize later meant five, five minutes later. Right. Well, did he really? He didn't really sing much, did he? Well, she wanted him to. Yeah. He had a whole role prepared for him. 
it's wild. I mean, th- this is a weird one. I I have to admit it, yeah. and it was made even weirder because uh, before she tried to get Troy to to pitch in here, uh, these uh, siblings once again were playing love interests in a in a number, and uh, that that <laughs> again, I don't like the fact that High School Musical keeps flirting with this between the two of them. Uh, but the hip hop breakdown in the middle of the song was pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was a altogether fun song. And I love how Ryan just got so pissed when Troy was not into the song and that Ryan was not the prince. Yeah, I liked at the end when he demanded his his crown and his uh his lay back from Troy. That was so great. I love Ryan. This movie was Ryan really got to shine in this one. Yeah. Uh so Troy wants to know if Sharpay has ever just tried singing without all the theatrics and all that. Sharpay doesn't quite see the effectiveness of this. Uh, how do they maximize the applause? I don't know. In this uh, uncomfortable scene, Sharpay tries to make a move on Troy here, but once again, Troy has his eyes on the prize, and her name is Gabriella, who just so happens to still be waiting for him, so he's got to get off to find her. Yeah, how does he know that she'll still be waiting by the pool after he's now over an hour late? Like, he doesn't even check first. He just goes, runs. He just runs immediately to go change into his uh, bathing suit. I mean, could you imagine how awkward it would be if he got back there and he had to be like, all right, wait right here. I'm going to go change again. Better show up ready to impress, buddy. Nah, I'd still want to check first. Eh, Troy's a man on a mission. So, you know, like like you said, he, he gets in his bathing suit. Well, he's suited down. And uh, Troy jumps into the pool. Gabriella doesn't want to follow because she knows they're not allowed to. She doesn't want to get in trouble again, Kelly. Uh, Troy fakes a cramp to get her to play lifeguard and jump in. The subtle background instrumental of You Are the Music in Me plays as they enjoy a moonlit soak. As Troy wishes to make Gabriella break the rules again after she just got in trouble several times today. Yeah, so they enjoy their time together until Mr. Fulton interrupts them and once again they do not get to kiss Kelly. Instead of a kiss, they uh, Gabriella now has two strikes. Troy is still at zero because apparently he can't do any wrong. Also, right before they got interrupted, they were talking about how it's finally starting to feel like summer. And to my understanding, it's still like one of the first days of summer. Yeah, time moves in weird ways here, Kelly. That, that it does. Even later that night, Troy and his dad are fixing up a car in the garage. Mr. Bolton gives Troy a talk about how everyone has their own future and Troy shouldn't be ashamed of a spotlight that he earned. Mm. They get the car up and running, and it looks like their little project is now a gift for Troy. So Troy's a leg up on Chad here, and he has his car, so he doesn't have to save up for one anymore. Mm. He's going to have to save up for all the repairs. Yeah, right. It's really old. So Lava Springs Country Club, the next day. Troy gets promoted. Assistant to the golf pros. Salary gig. No clocking in. $500 a week plus tips. That pissed me off. Absolutely wild. I was really pissed that this this high school incoming senior got a salary job. Kid makes way more money than me. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, this this means that he has to go leave the crew behind. He's off to do his own thing. Troy's now going to be teaching some kids how to play golf, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, and uh, also in his compensation is full member privileges. What? He even gets a golf cart with a number matching his jersey. All thanks for impressing the Evans family and their massive clout. What can I say, man? It's all about the connections and who you know. It sucks. It really must be. 
Also, it's interesting that they never mentioned Troy playing golf last movie. But then I remembered, well, the last movie only lasts about two weeks, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, Troy's not allowed to do basketball in theater, but he's allowed to do basketball in golf. Wild. Also, I believe it's a different season than basketball, but still. Golf is a rich people's sport, Kelly. I don't know. So one of the kids that Troy has to teach personally is Sharpay, which seems dangerous. Doubly dangerous is that she's holding a college scholarship over his head to extort him into performing with her in the talent show. Triply dangerous is um, when she throws a golf club behind her, it disappears from the background in about five seconds. <laughs> I'm just not in the frame anymore. Continuity. Wow. <laughs> Taylor's on to him. Uh, she's been watching Troy and Sharpay. She tells Chad and Gabriella that something is sus. Fulton calls Troy into the club where he meets some of the college ball players, and they ask him if he wants to scrim with them, an offer that he literally can't refuse. Mm-hmm. Over lunch, Troy teaches some of the basketball players some things about golf, and Chad comes in to bring them their lunch. When he does, Troy says that he almost forgot. What did he forget, Kelly? Uh, rather than to introduce Chad, his right-hand man, his best friend since preschool, to a potentially career-defining college basketball player, he reminds him that he ordered Swiss on his burger. Harsh. I don't like this new Troy. That seems to be Chad's last straw, and I'll, I'll, I'll take five points back off of Troy Kelly. That's okay. That's fine. After this, it's also important to note that Sharpay stole You Are the Music and Me from Troy and Gabriella, and she's having Kelsey rewrite it in her key, and Ryan realizes that this means that he's out of an act, or out of the act, rather. Sad. Troy is out practicing some basketball, and Gabriella comes to say hi. Troy has to go, but he promises he will be back in an hour. Gabriella reminds him that promise is a big word, and they have their staff baseball game after work, which he surely forgot about. Mm-hmm. It's been wild for him. Hard to keep track of it all. Gabriella doesn't think it sounds like a new new stuff. More like a new Troy. The college team comes to pick Troy up just as the Wildcats come out to play, and he leaves them in the dust. <gasps> Not liking the new Troy that much either, Kelly. No. But I see, I see how he kind of just got lost in the sauce, you know? Like, he, there's a lot coming at him real fast here. He could have handled it better still. I just feel like he's, not, he's just trying not to let anybody down. And at the, by doing that, he's letting the most important people down. I guess so. On their way to the game, Taylor and Gabriella invite Ryan, a much-needed outreach hand for him. This is something we got to see more of, Kelly. We got to see people just including people. You don't know what people are going through. Clearly, Ryan's been having a tough time. I really liked that. Of course, it came from Gabriella and Taylor, too. It was beautiful. I was, I, I, was, I was very happy to see that. They arrive at the Diamond, and Gabriella hatches a plan to get Ryan to orchestrate the whole Wildcat talent show entry. Because he's out of his one, after all. Ryan and Chad square up. If you want to play ball, then grab a mitt. But I don't dance. Oh boy, it's been a minute. Let's get song number six, baby, and it's an absolute bop. Time for a song about lies. Lies? It's a song about lies. They say they don't dance, but they're dancing. Oh yeah. I didn't like this song. <laughs> you didn't like this song? I Don't Dance is jazzy, sporty, dramatic, great. I mean, I love this one. and I. It's my least favorite song of the album. I know this means it's technically a sports movie now, but this is how you do it, folks. If you want to do sports, this is the way to get me into it. Okay. Hey, I mean, this this back and forth between Chad and Ryan may just convince Chad to participate in the talent show yet. 
one fantastically choreographed musical number later, we find ourselves at the basketball scrim Troy was ditching his friends for. In a beautiful arena, Troy is seriously impressing all of those that he needs to. Looks like the scholarship's in the bag. He called to check in with Gabriella, but she's actually too busy celebrating with Ryan and the basketball teams to answer. When Troy returns to the country club, he finds Gabriella and Ryan in a slightly compromising dance move. We see Troy is rather jealous or hurt or something in the middle. It's hard to tell what's up. I really enjoyed how this movie gave more more layers to Ryan and had him be more friendly with the Wildcats and more distant from his antagonist sister Sharpay. Yeah. So it kind of like kind of like took him away from being an antagonist. Yeah, definitely. And he really jives with them too. Like they they get along great. Mhm. Also, Sometimes it feels like the Wildcats work 9 to 5, and then sometimes it's like they're working a 12-hour shift because it's like yeah. late and dark out. So, Because dark now it's dark out. I don't know, what? And also the transitions from light to dark or dark to light happen like super fast. Yeah, I don't know. So Troy makes his way back to the kitchen where the rest of the Wildcats don't exactly welcome him back with open arms. Chad asks if he even asked to include the rest of them uh, when it came to the basketball uh, scrimmage. Troy explains that these things just keep falling into his lap, and he's just taking them. Chad reminds him that they don't—they didn't vote him captain because of his jump shot. It was because he's the guy who usually knows what's up. They get in each other's faces, and Chad says that if he doesn't know who Troy is these days, then who does? No one. Clearly. Fulton interrupts before things can escalate anymore, and Troy once again looks defeated. At talent show prep, Troy arrives to rehearse with Sharpay. He tells her to take it easy on him, but of course, as soon as song number seven starts, we clearly see that this song is anything but taking it easy. Sharpay's hijacked and transposed version of You Are the Music and Me is a much less romantic, much more poppy version of the song, and Troy is his signature image of uncomfortable through every high note he is forced to sing. But he still knows all the notes and keys. Yeah, yeah, he definitely, I mean, he didn't miss a beat, honestly. <laughs> no. The saddest part, though, of, the, of this sequence is that Kelsey is forced to perform like a pawn in this song, too. Yeah. Like, you could, she was not having a good time. Troy even, like, reached out for her. He's like, help me. And she, you know, oh, you, you had to feel for Kelsey here. Oof, poor Kelsey. Sharpay thinks that her and Troy were meant to sing together. A thought that puts visions of wedding dress-laden Sharpay into his head. I think you need some air, Kelly. Definitely. Troy's just really in a tough place right now. He's a salary job and potential scholarship, but he has to give Sharpay all his attention and singing voice. Really rough. I, I think it's a tough position for him because he's damned if he does, damned if he don't, you know? Like, he, that's his, his future or his girl and, and his friends, you know? Yeah. And, like, he he's trying. Like, he's... You can see throughout this movie, he's not maliciously doing any of this. Things really do just happen to be falling in front of him. Oh, definitely not malicious. It's just... It definitely sucks, but Troy, save up all the money you can while you still have that job. Yeah, yeah. So the next day, it seems like Troy is off practicing some basketball alone. Perfect body aside, white boy can't land a shot, just like when he was all out of sorts in the last movie. So we can see it's a character trait. His basketball performance uh, parallels his emotional state. His head is not in the game or the song. Well, he breaks to go into the club following the sound of some music, and at the end of it, he sees Ryan is orchestrating a talent show practice for the Wildcats. 
And at the end of it, Troy sees him and Gabriella share a bit of a moment, considering consisting of a hug and a kiss on the hand. Yikes. Oof. Sharpe also saw this, and she's pretty peeved, exclaiming to Ryan once they're alone that she sent him to spy on them, not turn them into the cast of Grease. <laughs> what a wonderful comparison. This is our generation's Grease, Kelly. Whoa. Vanessa Hutchins was in the cast of Grease Live. Wow. You see you see how they just they they foreshadowed it, Kelly. They literally turned her into Grease. Mm-hmm. Sharpay wants to know when he became one of them, but Ryan just takes that as a compliment, as he should. Sharpay isn't done ruining this talent show for anyone not named, well, Sharpay. She goes to Bolton and basically demands that employees be barred from participating in the talent show. <gasps> Bolton doesn't want to do this, but Sharpay forces his hand. So I guess because Troy has a salary job now, he's not considered one of the junior staffers who, who cannot participate. Dang. The staff knows who's really behind this new rule change, but there's nothing they can really do about it. Well, Gabriella's at least gonna try. She goes to chew Sharpay out. Sharpay thinks she won, but Gabriella says Sharpay's very good at a game that she doesn't even want to play. <gasps> Troy catches the end of this convo, and it looks like Gabriella's going to quit. And she actually may be quitting on Troy, too. She says that if along the way to success you act like someone you're not pretty soon that's who you become that's that's some deep stuff there kelly so deep troy still wants the summer they had imagined for themselves in the beginning but gabriella wants to remember this summer just not like this it's power ballad time kelly song number eight comes in and gotta go my own way is the ultimate teenage breakup song gabriella always gets the most devastating songs but this one is my favorite of the movie yet again yeah, this, I, oh man, I loved this one. This, this is, like I said, it's the ultimate teenage breakup song, but it's, it's unfortunate that it had to be between Troy and De Gabriella here. Yeah, she always has to be the really sad one, so it's, so it sucks. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the part where Troy runs to her on the, uh, on the bridge and his part comes in, I was like, oh, oh. my goodness, this is heartbreaking, really. I mean, does love does love even exist if Troy and Gabriella aren't together? Disney Channel didn't deserve to make us feel like that when we were eleven. Eleven years old, they're making me question how what what is love. <laughs> I also didn't realize until just now, like while we were rewatching it for this podcast, that this comes like maybe six months into their relationship at most. This feels like the end of a marriage to me. Oh, actually, good point. Yeah. Yeah, this is rough, but I mean. It, beautiful song and uh as gabriella gets into her mom's minivan we see that she gave troy back the t necklace <gasps> and now i don't think we're ever gonna find out what t stands for kelly she didn't accept it trauma anymore. t stands for trauma now t stands for trauma i love it so troy's been sulking in his room for the last three or four days just like me after i paused this movie to recuperate emotionally um he tells his dad that even if he called the guys to get a game going on, they wouldn't come. Has he changed this summer? And he doesn't mean his clothes. Maybe he's turning into a jerk with new shoes. Dad reminds him that it's only a big deal if it makes sense to you. Dad has faith that Troy is going to find the right thing to do. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but in the background when Troy's sitting on his bed, there's a photo of him and Gabriella that looks like it's from like junior prom, I guess? Like, we missed their junior prom? It sucks. That does kind of suck. That would have been great. Yeah. I would love to see them go to prom. 
Maybe we'll get a prequel on Disney+. Plus. Probably won't happen. The next day at work, Troy walks through the kitchen and everyone turns their back on him. He's had enough of this. And my god, if pushing Troy to the edge is what we have to do to get a song like number 9, then keep him there because Bet On It is my absolute favorite song in this movie. It's my second favorite and was my ringtone in 6th grade. I, I I vaguely, vaguely remember that ringtone. Uh, I was very envious. <laughs> uh, while, while Troy dances and sings his way across the golf course, we see the redemption that he's planning for himself, and we all feel empowered and re-energized for him to see the movie through. I hope Zach is proud of this dramatic and amazing performance and the fact that this whole song is a meme now, too. He deserves to be proud of this. This song was, this song was great, and it inspired many a poolside... Uh, internal monologue for me as a child you know this this was my this this was my hype song back in the day um yeah made even more impressive by the intensity of the eye contact that troy makes with the camera during this song i mean that alone enough is 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 to make me feel good those blue eyes it's amazing the growth of troy where he cares so much about what his friends think of him in the first month and has to learn that he can be whoever he wants and they are his friends if they don't accept him to now him realizing that he is a jerk, but again, cares so much about what his friends think of him, but this time he tries to go back to the guy that they like. A proper two-film character arc, Kelly. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A scream is heard throughout the resort. It's Sharpay. Troy just told her that he is not going to be doing this show. In fact, he's taking his old kitchen job back. He doesn't like the way he's been treating his friends, and frankly, that goes for her as well. Scholarships be damned, his image, both intrinsically and extrinsically, is more important than the university boosters. He is perfectly happy waiting on them rather than dazzling them. Good for him. The talent show starts and Sharpay just expected Ryan to jump back into Humu Humu. But Ryan is finally standing up for himself. Oh yeah, man, know your worth. Sharpay truly seems to be all on her own now. Hmm. In the kitchen, Troy and Chad meet each other. Kelsey told them all what went down between Troy and Sharpay, but Troy is more interested in what went down between him and Chad. He knows he was a jerk, but brothers fight, and they're still brothers. Aww. Very emotional. Troy apologizes to everyone, even Ryan, and they all welcome him back with open arms. But Ryan says he doesn't want to see his sister crash and burn quite yet. He wants Troy to sing with her. I'm not too sure that's going to happen, though. I don't know if Troy would still go through with it seeing as how sharpay has been treating everybody yeah troy goes to check on her he says he promises to sing with her but he wants her to remember what the first thing she said to him when he first started working there was we're all in this together troy does the show of the wildcats do the show troy is being a good guy here i'm giving him his points back from before and Sharpay, I mean, she may even like him better than she likes herself, which is a quite a shocking thing for her to say. Well, yeah. <laughs> the staff is a buzz when they hear the news that they'll be performing, but Troy has to learn a brand new song before he gets on stage. What's up with all this this switching around? Yeah, at least this time Kelsey prepped him for a minute before he just completely mastered a song he never knew before. Yeah, thank goodness for that emergency rehearsal with Kelsey. <laughs> it's showtime, baby. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait what? Sharpay didn't learn a new song, and that's exactly the point, apparently. So Troy was going to sing with Sharpay, but everyone else just said, nah. Like, Sharpay was actually starting to be nice for a second, so I wouldn't have minded if, like, she started the song and then, like, backed off stage and let Gabrielle and the rest of them sing. 
Yeah. Like, I guess the way it was was fine, too. It's just like she finally was nice for a second. Well, Kelly, the way it was was something beautiful. So on stage, Troy begins singing every day. And who responds to his call? It's not Sharpay, Kelly. It's Gabriella. Hell yeah. Young love, Kelly. You love to see it. The way he looks when she hears her voice, he's just so shocked and happy. It was something to be seen, Kelly. My goodness. Gabriella slowly makes her way to the stage, through the aisle. And she isn't so timid now. No. Because character growth. She's belting it, all right? This was their, both of their best singing in this movie, I think. So Gabriella slowly makes her way through the aisle, and as they sing their intro, the beat drops and they embrace, and it just feels good. Just like riding a bike, these two have not missed a beat, and it, it just looks right to see them both on stage together. I agree. As the song comes to a close, the Wildcats once again sing the chorus and storm the stage. Even Sharpay is invited up to take a part in the class festivities. That was really nice. We once again see the entire Wildcat family reunited by song and dance. At the end of the performance, the Stardazzle Award goes to our one and only Ryan Evans. Sharpay announces it herself, and it looks like Ryan finally got his due. And this, this was great. He needed that. Yeah, uh, like, it was weird at first that she didn't give it to Gabrielle and Troy, but they didn't care about the award like he did. No, nah, this was important for Ryan, and I'm so happy that he got it. I I don't think I'd have been as happy as if, if uh, Troy and Gabriella got it. Yeah. So, after all the festivities, the Wildcats go out onto the golf course to relax after a show well done. Under a starlit sky, Troy and Gabriella... After two movies of anticipation, finally, finally, share a kiss and literal fireworks go off in the background. Yeah, they finally get to kiss as they release lanterns that are bad for the environment. Oh yeah, that was rough. But they kiss again and the sprinklers turn on. And uh, Ke- Kelly, that's, that's fire and water. So seeing as the air nomads have been wiped out, I can only assume that their next kiss will trigger the big one on the West Coast. Oh gosh. Also, did you notice how, like, they were all, like, paired off and Sharpay was again with Zeke, like, holding hands with their lanterns? Like, okay, so, like, every end of the movie, they have a moment, but then it's just for a moment and it's gone. Yeah, they're still hinting at it, and I, I like it. I feel like I saw, that, yeah, they they were getting pretty close on the, on, on that scene, honestly. Maybe, maybe they've got something bubbling under the surface. But always, like, the next scene, the next whatever comes next, there's, they are, it's forgotten that they ever had a thing. Are they, like, some on-again, off-again thing that Zeke's always trying to pursue and Charbet is just like, eh, not today. You gotta feel for Zeke here, because he's gotta watch her going after Troy and every, every, everywhere he turns, you know? But who knows, maybe the third movie will bring some, uh, some revelation or some, uh, conclusion to this. I don't know. Do not know. Night turns today, and it's time to take us out with the biggest song in the movie. This song, of course, is All For One. This song single-handedly cements this movie as a summertime classic because I don't think anything has ever made me want to hit the pool as much as this song did. <laughs> yeah, what a great closer song. It really is, and like we, this is where we get the cameo from Miley Cyrus. Everyone, it's just a full-on blast at the pool and it was so much fun to watch it's a great song i i don't know where i'd rank it as far or at least 
score it in comparison to we're all in this together. Uh, but it was great to watch. Yeah, and at one hour forty five minutes, as the song as the song starts to play, and the gang gets up on the pool stage, Chad knocks over his mic stand, grabs it, but then the mic falls over, and he has to get it. That's amazing. Are you kidding me? I mean, luckily it didn't fall on the pool, but it was it was really funny that it was just like in the side frame on the left. That's really cool. Yeah, good catch. So. Um... Troy and Gabriella jump into the pool at the conclusion of this song. Actually, everyone jumps in, but you only, you only see Troy and Gabriella. Well, we fade the credits, and I mean, I'd like to give a big thanks to Kenny Ortega. This was amazing, and once again, Disney Channel did not have to go this hard. Yeah, Kenny Ortega was the savior of Disney Channel. Oh, and by the way, it, is this the first DCOM to give us bloopers in the uh, in the end credits? It might be, actually. I love a good blooper reel during the credits. I think it's really cute. So, Kelly, tell me about your thoughts. What did you think of High School Musical 2? Well, I really liked how this is an older kids movie, you know, more mature, that instead of some dumb movie of them all hanging out in summer camp, every one of them, well, except, you know, the rich Sharpay and Ryan, gets jobs for the summer. It just so happens to be very convenient that they all get the same job, the same country club, but they still spent their summer working before senior year and they had fun we all saw them you know working and hanging out at work so i liked that dynamic i like like working over the summer it can be fun kids it's a good thing to do you know this movie was so mature and so successful that disney channel they had to go and make the next one in theaters so no other series could do that at the time yeah i mean this movie was amazing when it came out it was it, i said it with with the original uh high school musical was absolutely something special and th this one lived up to all of the praise and all of the hype that the first one had had set it up for this movie like it's one of those movies that if it's on i have to watch it there's there's no if ands or buts about it the music is is everlastingly replayable and uh, while I was even writing the review of it for our podcast here, I just had to just, you know, put my document to the side and just watch these songs. And, and, and the choreography was dialed up to 11 in this movie. It was amazing to watch. It was so much fun. Yeah, of course. If it's on, you have to watch it. And if I'm on like a long car ride or a road trip, I will put High School Musical 2 on my playlist. High School Musical 1 as well, but mostly High School Musical 2. Yeah. And uh, I, I said before, like, the, someone that I saw was just having a blast. Corbin Blue really seemed to be having an absolute blast throughout this entire movie. And it was it was just fun. Like, when I see the actors and I, I just, it, it feels like they're actually having a good time. That's what I, Corbin Blue specifically in this movie, but honestly, every single one of them just looked like they were having fun on set. And I think that made it for a better movie because that meant that their their relationships with each other felt just more believable their friendships their their romantic relationships it was great yeah the chemistry was great everyone was having fun and these actors were so good that it wasn't just like those child actors that kind of disappear like a lot of the other decoms they like kept acting they they are all still very big actors not just because of the high school musical name but but so many of them are, have done amazing films after sing Vanessa Hutchins and Ashley still had separate albums like they were all very successful and still are so that's really amazing. Yeah. Um, and again, I, you know, just one more time, the dancing in this movie, Kelly. I, I, I love to watch it. <laughs> yeah, such a good movie. Got any final thoughts for us? I think that's enough. All right. Take us out. 
Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us your reviews so we can improve and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Decom Central Pod, so feel free to follow us there and wear a mask. What time is it? Outro time. <laughs> <laughs>